Welcome to the human resource. I want to talk today about um, something that came up with one of my clients this week. And I, I started thinking about the American with Disabilities Act and the term undue hardship. Because very truthfully, and, and if you know the Americans with Disabilities Act, you know that that's a clause. It's a part of that uh, coverage that employers can exercise if the request for an accommodation is more than what the company feels is reasonable. Now, the challenge for me when I'm working with a client is helping them understand that that is not a quick fix. And the coverage under the American with Disabilities Act, the ADA, allows an undue hardship, but it's under very, very specific guidelines. This is not something that you and your team, uh, when you're discussing a possible accommodation, this is not something that you look at each other and go, oh, no, no, you know, that guy's just a whiner. We're, we're not going to do that. Or, you know what, I'm I, I can't believe they asked that. Uh, let's just, we're just not going to do it, so I guess we're just going to have to eliminate that position, or we're just going to have to let them go. Guys, undue hardship is a valid part of the process of providing a reasonable accommodation, and you need to understand how and when that's appropriate. And when and, and, and how undue hardship is appropriate. So let's walk through. Let's just start at the very beginning. What is a reasonable accommodation? Well, modifications or adjustments to a job application process that enables a qualified applicant with a disability to be considered for a position just as equally as someone without a disability. Yes, I'm going to remind you accommodations, reasonable accommodations start even at the applicant process. You haven't even hired this person yet. But if they share that they have a disability, and and let me back up even further, remember, we cannot assume as employers or as uh, individuals interviewing that an individual has a, a disability. You can't just look at someone and go, oh, well, gosh, it's quite obvious that... Um, under your condition, you won't be able to do this job without an accommodation. That is not permitted. So we're going to start at the applicant process. We're going to listen to what they give us. We're going to ask questions in regards to the needs of that position, the role of the essential functions, and we're going to we're possibly going to ask them to demonstrate if they can perform this job. It, can you perform the essential work functions of this job? Another uh, definition is modifications or adjustments to a work environment or maybe to the manner or circumstances under which the position held or desired is customarily performed that enabled an individual with a disability who is qualified to perform the essential functions of that position. Meaning, yes, we might have to offer them a, a position on the first floor versus the basement. If uh, our air circulation isn't really good and they 
have allergies. Uh, maybe we provide them with a larger screen so that the, the uh, vision impairment that they have can be compensated. These are all reasonable accommodations and do not fall, in most cases, under undue hardship. But then a modification or an adjustment that enables a covered employee with a disability to enjoy equal benefits, privileges of employment that are enjoyed by other similarly situated employees without disabilities. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me mention in other shows that this simply means if someone is being uh, is, is under an accommodation or is requesting accommodation, we cannot isolate them and separate them within the department from such things as a bonus, a um, merit increase. We can't uh, eliminate them from participating on an off-site um, workshop or tell them that they can't travel like everybody else of a similar situation or position. Reasonable combinations are just that. And when we're talking about um, altering the facilities or altering um, the work environment, we could be meaning widening a door frame. We could be talking about adding a ramp. And those are the those actually are the very original accommodations that I remember so long ago when the Americans with Disabilities Act actually started. When employers were given this concept of, hey, we need to create an even playing ground. Those were the big changes. Uh, broadening um, or making it a, available wheelchair access. And, and these kind of things, higher, lower sinks, excuse me, lower sinks in the bathroom, um, doorbells or, or light switches that were easily accessible from wheelchairs. And now think about it. Now an accommodation has very few limitations and can go out even broader. Now, to identify what a reasonable accommodation actually is, if you'll recall, we start that conversation called the interactive process. And that's the conversation of, so how can we help you? What are you specifically asking if you're asking for a change in your workplace or your work based on a medical condition? And I tell my clients, look, this is the time when you want to go ahead and, and ask, unless it's completely obvious what the accommodation needs to be, you're totally okay with asking for some sort of medical guidance from a medical provider saying, hey, what, what do you, you know the real condition. I don't need to know the real condition as the employer. And I don't want anything coming from the physician as to what the diagnosis is. But help me understand how I can keep this a safe and secure workplace for my employee. So talk to the employee. Look, what, what would be a reasonable accommodation to help you. Now, I'll be truthful. I, I had the question come up today. Look, it, is a reasonable accommodation them bringing their dog in? Or is it a reasonable accommodation for them to not wear a hard hat on uh, the, the work 
site when it's a construction site. Is it a reasonable accommodation to, you know, uh, not require that they climb a ladder if they're tired of carrying shingles to the roof? And you know what? Sometimes it's not. And with that medical guidance, there's where you're going to get your clarity. That's where the physician or medical provider is going to say, oh, well, wait a minute. No, no, they should be wearing the hard hat. It may not be comfortable, but that's that's not what their condition is. Or, well, a dog does comfort them. And if you can accommodate having a companion dog or a goldfish bowl, something that will give them a chance to kind of break from work, focus on something calming, yeah, I that that would be a good recommendation. At least you'll know what's credible. Not always should the employee guide the reasonable accommodation. And what's interesting is in many cases, the, the employee's going to test you. The employee's going to go uh, a little bit further and ask for the sun, moon, and stars. And it's okay to ask a little bit more information. What's interesting, uh, too, is as with most government circumstances and situations, they're not going to provide us with a formal document or a formal format by which to um, gather this information. So I do have some recommended, excuse me, recommended uh, language to use if you're going to get uh, something from a medical provider or something telling us what a reasonable accommodation would be. I also have a form that either denies or accepts and provides exactly what the response from the employer will be. If you want a copy of that, let me know. Be more than happy to send that to you. But you want to keep it simple. You don't want to keep it extreme. And quite frankly, there isn't a really big time frame on this where FMLA has 30 days here, 15 days here, five days here. ADA and, and documentation verifying accommodations isn't going to be quite as rigid, not nearly as, as rigid. So, you know, again, go ahead and ask for something formal if it's not very obvious what the accommodation needs to be. But before you claim undue hardship, let me give you this to think about. Undue hardship means that in respect to the provision or the request for the accommodation, significant difficulty or expense will be incurred by the company. Now, this is, this is very, very serious. And I want you to think of expense in a broad term, a very broad term. And here are the things to consider. An accommodation would impose an undue hardship if it includes the nature and the net cost of the accommodation needed would be taking into consideration the availability of tax credits, deductions, and or outside funding. Let me do that again. The nature and net cost of the accommodation needed under this part, taking into consideration the availability of tax credits and deductions and or outside funding. If you can get a grant to do the change, let's say they need a ramp or they need um, something more wheelchair access, you need to redesign one of your bathrooms, and you can get a grant to do that, that's not an undue hardship. If the overall financial resource of the facility involved 
for the reasonable accommodation and the number of persons, excuse me, the number of persons employed at the such uh, facility and the effect of the expenses and resources involved. So if you've got a small group like five, you've got a company of maybe five, six people, and yet the accommodation is going to cost fifty or $60,000 and you, a grant is not available or outside funding is not available, that may be such a large portion of your revenue that maybe it would not be cost prohibited. I mean, it would be cost prohibited. It would not be beneficial enough for either party for you to do that. So you are able to take the resources that you have available. You are able to look at the financial resources. Um, If the overall size of the business with respect to the number of employees and the number and type and location of facilities. So let's say you have multiple locations and the provision would have to be made at all the locations. And again, you have such a small group of individuals that you're multiplying this change or this this accommodation and it would be, again, not cost effective but cost prohibitive to provide this accommodation for one or two employees, that is another possible avenue of getting to an undue hardship. The other thing to consider is the type of operation, including the composition, structure, and functions of the workforce of such an entity, and the graphic, excuse me, geographic separateness an administrative or fiscal responsibility of the facility or facilities in the question. I know this is crazy language, guys, but this is straight off the EEOC's guidance. Look, you need to really take a hard consideration to what your business is. What do you do? And what the request actually is. The impact of the accommodation upon the operation of the facility, including the impact on the ability of other employees to perform their duties, and the impact on the facility's ability to conduct business. Would this shift or change how you do business, and would it affect your customers? Look, a reasonable accommodation is supposed to be something that's favorable to all parties, And before you make the jump and automatically say no, grab this legislation, talk to your HR consultant, or better yet, call a labor law attorney and say, look, this is what they're asking for for this disability, but here's what our company is capable of doing. And is it an undue hardship a possibility for us to claim? Because an undue hardship may mean that you'll lose the employee. And terminating somebody with a disability is dangerous waters. But I'm just giving you something to think about before you get in trouble. And that's what I do. I'm Pandy. And you've been listening to the Human Resource Podcast.